0: before we begin, I'm just going to pray for the reading. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time we have, um, despite all COVID restrictions and everything, to still be able to gather together in person and online, um, to gather around your word and to encourage each other. Uh, I just pray that you would help us, um, give us receptive hearts, help us to see how you have blessed us so we can bless others. I pray for Pastor Felix. Um, Lord, that you would use him as your mouthpiece. Um, Help him to teach clearly um, and faithfully from your word. I pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. Psalm 67, verse 1. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us, that your ways may be known on earth and your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest, and God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us, and all the ends of the earth will fear him. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Good morning, everyone. If you haven't met me before, my name is not Pastor Felix. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm Anton. Uh, I'm a missionary on campus here at Griffith Nathan. Um, we preach the gospel to university students to proclaim him, to proclaim our Lord Jesus Christ, and to present everyone mature in him. So we're trying to reach out the campus for Jesus. Uh, what well, we do is e- very easy, really simple. We open up the word and let the word works in people's life. So that's what we do on campus. Uh, my wife, uh, Ann, and we, we have two kids, Angus and Annika, and we, we just love meeting up with students, uh, get them over to our place sometimes, have dinner. And yeah, it's just a, such a joy and privilege. Uh, yeah, this morning is such a joy and privilege uh, for me too, to be able to share uh, with you the Word of God from Psalm uh, 67. Hope this one. Would you please join me in prayer first? Gracious Heavenly Father, we we are sinners, Lord. We are saved by grace. And as we come to your word this morning, Lord, teach us to abide in your word. We know apart from you and your word alone, we can do nothing. So please be with us as we learn more about you in the scripture. Lord, challenge us, rebuke us, train us, and restore us with your word. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, enable us to live for you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. Well, here's the questions for you this morning. Do you really want God's blessings in your life? Of course, all of us here will say yes, Of course I want God's blessings in my life. That is receiving all good things from Him. Spiritually, mentally, materially, everything. Now, I don't think hoping and praying for God's blessings in life is necessarily wrong. Like, you know, asking God to bless our families or asking God to bless us with a great friendship, a great relationship, or even perhaps asking God to bless us with a new job, a new career, a new house, good health, a fruitful ministry. Whatever we think is good is not necessarily wrong when we ask God for it. There are, of course, wonderful gifts of God, but they're not the greatest. We know that. They're not the greatest. And it can be wrong asking God for those blessings for two reasons. First, it can be wrong to ask God's blessings when we delight in His blessings more than we delight in Him. When we treasure His blessings, when we love the blessings more than we we love Him, more than we treasure God, the one who brings the blessings we forget that He is the source of all our blessings. And the blessings are meant to make us to love God more, not the other way around. Second reasons, it can be wrong to ask for God's blessings when it is for our selfish ambition, for our selfish gain. It's all for me, me and me. It's for my pride, is for my security, it's for my comfort, it's for my happiness. Now, this morning, I want all of us to see in Psalm 67, two good reasons uh, when we ask God's blessings, uh, two good reasons when we ask God's blessings. First, remember that God is the source of all blessings, and we should be grateful for everything He's given us, even when we don't deserve it. Secondly, remember, God blesses us with a lot of blessings, not mainly for us, but mainly for a greater purpose, to bless others, to make God known in the world. And so if you can please uh, get your Bible ready uh, in Psalm 67 paper copy or holy iPhone um, in Psalm 67. Now, if you're not unfamiliar with the, uh, the book of Psalms is basically a, a collection of songs and prayers of, of God's people, the Israelites, uh, written about probably 3,000 or 4,000 years ago, uh, give, give and take. And these songs and prayers are, are really their responses to God who chose to have a relationship with them. Now, let's get into Psalm 67 now. Seven verses there uh, It's really straightforward in the text. There are a lot of things we can draw out from this text. Uh, but this morning, I just want us to focus on two points. The first one, the source of our blessings. Uh, the psalmist, that is the person who wrote the psalm, uh, begin his songs uh, with these words in verse 1. Have a look there. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make His face to shine on us. Now, you know, when we hear that uh, phrase, uh, that phrase may sound very familiar to our ears. Uh, in fact, since uh, COVID-19 pandemic, uh, you probably have heard that phrase in the song. I'll play this on. Yep. So this is the song by Kerry Joe, and it has gone viral. It has gone viral. Uh, if you search on the internet, just type the blessing uh, song, and, and you would find a lot of compilation videos about that. You know, people in different languages, uh, in different parts of the world, from their homes uh, during a lockdown, sang that song, the blessing. It really brought hope and unity in the midst of pandemic. Uh, You can search later that after the service. Uh, And and the lyric of the song was actually taken straight from the Bible, uh, from uh, the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verse 25. But let me read it uh, from verse 22. Here's what it says. Uh, The Lord says to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites, that is God's people. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Now, friends, there we can see the words of blessing were being spoken to bless God's people. From one generation to another. And for many, many years, God's people became very familiar with these words. And so in verse 1 of Psalm 67, when the psalmist wrote those words, God's people, the Israelites, would have already remembered them by heart. And the blessing itself is important because it's there to remind God's people that God is the source of blessings. Have a look again there, verse 1. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us. Now, who's the active subject there? Well, obviously, it's not us, is it? God's people were just the recipient of God's blessings. God is the one who gives the blessings to his people. Everything is from God. And it should make God's people to be thankful. But that's not really what happened in the history of God's people. They always rebelled against God. God helped them in the past. But instead of giving thanks to God, they complained and complained and complained. You know why? Because they think they deserve better. Let me give you really one example from the history. Uh, Remember when God led them uh, out of Egypt from the slavery under Pharaoh? Uh, Really the the famous story of Exodus. On the way to the promised land, instead of giving thanks to the Lord, we are told in the book of Exodus, the Israelites complained against God's servants, Moses and Aaron, because they don't have anything to eat in the desert. Well, they did. They ate manna, bread from heaven. But this is what they say in Exodus chapter 16, verse 3. If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt, there we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you, that is Moses and Aaron... And essentially God, because God was the one who brought them out of Egypt. But you have brought us out into this, this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Friends, you can see there, what, what a complaint. And if I was there, I would be like, come on guys, God just saved you from the slavery in Egypt. Can't you just thank him for what he's done? Can't you just stop complaining? But wait, sometimes we can be like them too, don't we? When our, when our situations are getting hard in our life, we complain. When we don't get what we want, we complain. When life is not according to our way, we complain. We forget God has blessed us with many things in the past, because we think we deserve better. We think we deserve more. But friends, no, this morning I want to tell you we don't deserve anything from God. Remember this, what we deserve is death. You know Romans 323 and 6:23 reminds us that all of us... Every single one of us, including me, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. What does it mean? That is, we can't really meet His standard. If His standard is 100, some of us maybe do really well, 99, while others, like 54, it doesn't matter. We can't hit the target. And the wages of that, the wages of sin, is death. Death is not just, you know, we die, our physical body stops functioning. It's really separation from God forever. That is, God will remove His goodness and His mercy from us. And that's really what we deserve, to be punished for our sins, for our rebellion against God. And I really want you to ponder on that this morning. And I believe the psalmist understand this very well. That's why instead of asking God to bless, to bless for what we deserve, he asked God to be gracious to us. To be gracious means to show kindness even when someone doesn't deserve it. And this is exactly what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. Romans 5, 8, it says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's not like we deserve the salvations. It's not like, oh, yeah, we deserve to be saved by God. No, we don't deserve that. It is by grace. It is the gift of God. He saved us through faith. You see, my friends, He gave us, God gave us the opposite of what we deserve. Not death, not punishment, not condemnation. Not shame, but salvation in Jesus. And salvation is not the only thing that we receive because of grace. Everything that we receive from the Lord is because of His grace as well, not because of our strength. You know, sometimes we think we are smart. We think, you know, we got a lot of high distinctions maybe in our study. Um, but we forget it is God who gave us brain. We think we are successful in our career. We work really hard. You know, We get promotion, uh, getting uh, a bit of pay rise. But we forget that it is God who gave us strength. We think we are smart in managing our kids' behaviors, but we forget it is God who changed their hearts. Friends, we need to remember this morning that everything we have, It's a blessing from God. It's not because of your strength, and it's not definitely because you deserve that. And we should be grateful for everything, even a very small thing in life. But if we have the mindset that we deserve everything, then we will not be grateful for anything at all. Let me give you uh, one story, one illustration. Uh, Let's say two men named Johnny and Billy. I'm not sure if there's Johnny in here or Billy. But sorry if you're here. Um, named Johnny and Billy. Uh, one day, they, na- they met each other on the street. You know, Johnny looks so sad and, and gloomy. And then Billy asked him, you know, what's wrong, my friend? Why are you so sad? And Johnny is starting uh, to tell Billy his story. He said, hey, Billy, two weeks ago, my uncle died and left me $10,000. Billy responded, wow, that's a lot of money, Johnny. Johnny continued, but you see, last week, a cousin... I never even knew you died and left me $20,000. Billy replied, Wow, you've been very, very blessed, Johnny. What did Johnny say? No, you don't understand, Billy. I'm not really blessed. You know why? Because this week, I received nothing. Now, sometimes we all can be like Johnny as well. We often come to the point where we expect the blessings in our lives, but we forget what God has done in the past. And when we don't get the blessings that we want, it's very easy. We get tempted to get upset, to get grumpy, to get bitter. But let me encourage you this morning. Remember, all that we are and all that we have is because of God. And we cannot separate the blessings that we receive from God himself, because God is the blessing. That is, to have him is the blessing. We can't just say to God, you know, I just want your blessings, but not you. I mean, we all can have everything that this world sees as blessings, but if we don't have God, we're not truly blessed. And I think that what the psalmist wants us to see, every blessing that we have points to God as the source of blessing. And we should be grateful for everything that he's given us, even when we don't deserve it. You know why? Because he is so gracious. He is so gracious. And the second thing I want you to consider this morning is this. Uh, There's a purpose of God's blessings. You know, when God blesses us, it's not just for us. It's not for our comfort, it's not for our pride, it's not for our happiness, mainly, it's not for us. And we can see this clearly in, in Psalm 67, have a look in verse 2, the purpose of God's blessing. There we can see God blesses us so that God's way may be known on the earth. God's saving power is to be known uh, among the nations. If you quickly uh, look down in verse 6 and 7, the same language again, God blesses us so that all the ends of the earth may fear Him, may fear God. Now I think it's very obvious that God's blessings are not meant to stop in us but we meant to bless others. We use God's blessings in us that through them many people, everyone in this world will come to know God and his salvation. Now it may have sounded very familiar to God's people back then when they hear these words, but also to us as we think uh, a, a figure of Abraham in Genesis 12. Let me let me read it for you from Genesis 12 verse uh, 2 and 3, uh, God speaks to Abraham and he says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will, make you uh, I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you I will curse. And all peoples of, on earth will be blessed through you. And we know very well that thousand years after this, After the promise of Abraham, the blessing that was promised ultimately fulfilled in Jesus Christ. That is, through Jesus, many people can enjoy the blessing of salvation. So really, the blessing of God doesn't end in us. It doesn't end in you and me, but it should continue to other people. And verse by verse, Psalm 67 shows us exactly that. Notice the words, peoples, have a look there, peoples, nations, and earth. All right, quickly, I'm going to go through verse by verse. So, peoples, nations, and earth. Verse 2, that your, may, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Verse 3, let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you. Verse 4, let the nations be glad and sing for joy for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Verse 5, Let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you. Verse 7, God God shall bless us, let all the ends of the earth fear Him. You see, when God blesses us, it's not just for us to enjoy life in this world. It's not just for us to be happy. God gives us blessings with a purpose, that, and that purpose is to make God known in this world for every nation, for all the peoples, to the ends of the earth. Now, here, I'm not just talking about spiritual blessings here. Uh, If you're Christians this morning, if you have put your trust in Jesus, we know we've been blessed because of uh, the salvation we have received in Christ. And in that way, uh, we want people to be blessed also by coming to know God through Jesus. But there is a danger if we only see the spiritual blessing as the only thing we need to pass on or, or to proclaim to other people. Uh, but when, we, when it comes to our material or, or physical blessings, uh, often we don't see them as the means of God to bring people to know God. And so we're we trying to keep for ourselves, oh, this is, this is for me. I'm just going to preach this gospel, but I'm just going to keep my material blessings. I'm just going to keep my physical blessings. Okay, what what I'm about to say now, maybe a bit too sensitive for some of you, um, I'm aware some of you might have had a bad experience in the past, especially when it comes to material blessings, when it comes to money. Maybe you have been to a church where they just expect you to give money and more money. You know, every Sunday of their sermon is all about money. Um, sometimes they even use emo- emotional abuse, playing with emotions, uh, so that they can... Get more money so you can give more. You know, they will say something like, hey, you know, this week you've been having a bad day, a big, bad bad week. Maybe you haven't really given that much for the church. And that's really extreme, isn't it? Isn't it? However, we can go to another extreme, that the church never talk about money. They're afraid they all the people in the church will, will run away. So I do hope that what I'm about to say will not make you to stop coming to church. Okay, now, uh, compared to most people in this world, for most of us, we're quite blessed materially. We can never go hungry in this country. Isn't that true? We have support from Centrelink. You can, you can actually, if, if you lost your job, you can actually ask Centrelink to, to give you money. Isn't that amazing? We sometimes take it for ev- everything for granted. We have a good system to make sure that our welfare will be taken care of. But you know what? Sometimes we still complain that we don't have enough. We still complain. And we try to justify ourselves by giving less. Or we think we we give enough already. Like, you know, see, I've given 10% to the church. Then I can spend my 90% on whatever I want. Now, that's really a wrong mindset. Everything that we have belongs to God, not just that 10%. It's from God, it's being entrusted to us for us to manage it well. Of course, don't hear me saying this morning, you know, you need to give everything um, to the point that you don't take care of yourself or your family. But I do want to encourage you this morning to think more about your material material blessings. Uh, If you have been blessed so much with your material blessings, that why do you hold them just for yourselves? Rather than to give them to bless other people so that many people can come to know God through Jesus. And there are many ways we can do this. let me give you a a couple of suggestions, examples. Uh, For example, we give money to the church because we know church exists to proclaim the gospel so that many people will bless through the preaching of the word. So people will grow as devoted disciples of Jesus for God's glory. And so really we use what God has entrusted us to bless others in that way. And on top of that, we can also consider giving for a mission work, uh, maybe by supporting our mission partners uh, financially, and you can actually find out uh, more who they are uh, at the big screen uh, near the coffee cart at the back, or perhaps even supporting missionaries outside our church context. Whatever it is at the heart of our giving is really for one reason only— so that more and more people will be blessed with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the question is, how much should we give? All right. Sometimes people ask me, you know, how much? I, want, I, I Just give me the right answer, Anton. And this is where the rubber hits the road, isn't it? Some people believe that we should give 10% of our income. And if you want to do that, if you believe that, that's fine. For some of us, we can't really give 10%. Maybe because of our situations. And that's fine too. But perhaps I want all of you, all of us, to really consider Christians in Macedonia. So in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 to 3, Paul said something about the Macedonian churches. This is what he says. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty walled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. Isn't it interesting we read there? We would have thought that when people are rich, when they have more, they will give more. Yet the Macedonians really debunked what people believe. Because he says that in their extreme poverty, they gave generously even beyond their ability. Now, I totally understand sometimes our situations prescribe what we can give. Uh, you may be on a very limited budget. Some of you, are probably students, still on a really limiting budget but consider this our giving can be sacrificial our giving can be sacrificial maybe you can give up two cups coffee a week or instead of eating in, in a nice restaurant twice a week why don't you try do it once a week so that we can give more in order to bless other people i know in the past i, I have uh, one of my friends ha- has have a, a Uh, piggy bank uh, and so she just put all the coins uh, every day from her pocket into the piggy bank and I know it's going to be hard now that we're using uh, a card to to pay things Uh, but yeah, on top of her giving to the church she sets aside coins to be put in the piggy bank and then when the piggy bank is full, she then gives the money to support missionaries in the world isn't that lovely or consider this tax return is coming yay This is an exciting moment for some of us. Uh, And we will hopefully have some extra money after we lodge our tax return. But instead of using it to buy things that we've been craving for, oh, I just want to get that. I've been waiting for this tax return. I just want to get that thing. Why don't you give a portion of your tax return to the Lord? 50% of it, or even everything. And so, brothers and sisters... There are so many ways we can think of to be a blessing to others, particularly with our money. Now, of course, it's not all uh, about money. Material blessings is, is just one of the blessings that God has entrusted us. Uh, there are so many blessings that we have, and, and God uh, gives us so that we can use them to bless others. With every blessing God gives us, we should ask, you know, why did he give me this? What does he want me to do with it? How can I use this to bless others so that many people will come to know Jesus? Uh, Maybe some practical applications like, you know, why did God give me the blessing of a nice voice to sing? Have you ever thought about that? Is it to entertain yourself in the bathroom, in the shower? I'm just going to sing private karaoke in the shower. Or he gave you so that you can sing his praises to make his glory known. Why did God give me the blessing of a very good communication skill? Some of you, like, really, really good with your communication skill. Is it so is, is it that so you can gossip about people? Or, or is it so that you can use your words to abuse people? To bully people? Have you ever thought about that? Or do you think God gave you that skill so that you can teach others about the beauty of the gospel and to use your lips to encourage one another with the gospel? Why did God bless me with talents, with skills, with abilities? Is it so that I can be proud of myself also, I can serve him and God's people to bring glory to God. You see, friends, God gives every single one of us here this morning all blessings, material and spiritual blessings, and they all have one purpose only. That purpose is to bless others so they can to know, get to know Jesus. And I do hope this morning that we all can be grateful of what we have, the blessings that God has given us spiritually and materially, not that we deserve of, of them, anything like that, but because God is so gracious to us, and He gave us better than what we deserve. So let's not take everything for granted, brothers and sisters, but always give thanks to God as the source of blessings. And whenever we receive any blessings from God, we need to ask ourselves, how can I use this to be blessing to others? Your money, your skills, your talents, your minds, your brains, everything that you have, let's use them so that many people will know Jesus. Now, lastly this morning, uh, if you're still considering about Jesus, I'm not assuming all of you Christians, we are thankful that you are with us this morning. Maybe your friends brought you here. Maybe your parents or your kids pastoring you (laughs) asked you to, to come to church. And I really want you to ponder for yourselves why we want you to be blessed by knowing Jesus as as your Lord and Savior, because we care about you. Your friends care about your soul. Your parents care about your soul. Your kids, they care about your soul. And really, Jesus offers more than this world has to offer. Not death. Not punishment, not shame. He offers the blessings of salvation. Your sins are many, but his grace is more, more than you can imagine. So really, can I really encourage you to talk to someone if you really want to get more serious with Jesus. Let me pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the many blessings we enjoy in this life. Lord, teach us not to forget that you are the source of every good thing in our lives. Teach us to be grateful for all the things you've given us, even when we don't deserve them. Uh, Please help us to see that we are blessed, not so much that we can enjoy or to be happy, but to bless others so that people will come to know you more and more through your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for the great blessing of salvation that we have through Jesus, that all good things we have are from Him and through Him and for Him alone. We do pray for everyone who needs comfort uh, and provision in their tough times, perhaps, in their uncertainties in in life, uh, health condition, uh, raising kids, uh, busyness at work, school, uh, perhaps some of us looking for a job, uh, some of us struggling with our marriage, with our singleness, with our broken relationship, and many, many more, Lord. Lord, we pray, please give us faith, hope, and love, for we always need you in every season of our life. Teach us, Lord, to rejoice even in the midst of difficulties. Help us to see how much you love us by sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. So we do pray for all these things because we know that you are the God who always know what we need even before we ask. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen.